This is Matt Riddle, NXT Superstar, the King of Rose, and you're listening to Who Got Next. What's up, everybody, and welcome to Who Got Next, your weekly podcast, bringing you all the news and reviews for the best brand going, NXT. What a wonderful takeover weekend we just experienced. We're very excited to talk to you guys about it. But before we get into all that, let me bring in my great co-host, MJ Santi. What is up? Um, For the listeners, you can't see, but right now, Phil is... Recording this show while wearing sunglasses indoors in a room. I'm pretty sure your room is dark, and yeah. That's well, there's what I'm just a little. With. There's a little light on. It's like and of course, my name is Phil Cataldo, but you can call me Philium. But it's not that. It's that <clears throat> I'm getting older, right? So yes, when I put these sunglasses on, it was a joke to be annoying. But now, actually, it's making me feel better because lately my eyes have been hurting because of all the screens I look at, and I think honestly, it's because so at work, right? We used to for as many years as I've been at FedEx, they, we had these old scanners, right? That you could like, I can throw in front of a moving bus and they wouldn't break, right? <clears throat> now we have these new space age fucking iPhone looking scanners. And I'm pretty sure the brightness is too high because I look at it all day because I'm scanning, right? The the other light on the old scanners were dim. I think that's why my eyes are fucking killing me all the time. Like when I watch TV, it gets blurry. When I'm on my computer, every night when I lay down, I always go on my phone because I'm an idiot like that. And my eyes always hurt. Like, they burn. But, of course, I don't have health insurance to get glasses. And I don't have money to get the good blue light glasses because those shits are like $200. The struggles, you know? The absolute struggles. But we have a lot to talk about tonight. Uh, We are going to be getting into this week's episode of NXT, even though we both believe that it wasn't the best episode. Um, And we're going to talk about TakeOver majority of the show. But... Before we get into all that, so earlier this week, I tweeted out that, you know, there's something happening in WWE that I don't like, and it's kind of making me not want to watch anymore. So let me explain myself, and then I'll get MJ's take on this. So as everybody knows, right, WWE has 8,000 hours of content a week. It's not nothing new, whatever. I feel like every couple of months, they add another show. It's ridiculous. But the thing that is bothering me the most is I feel like it's starting to get to a point where, like, you have to kind of watch multiple shows to get the full story. And I don't like that, right? They did this brand split, but, like, NXT's been on, like, both shows, you know? And, like, people are coming down to NXT, and it's like, during Survivor Series, you have to watch Raw and SmackDown to see what was happening leading up to that. And now with this whole Charlotte and Rhea thing, it's like, all right, well, they weren't a part of NXT this week. But I believe they were a part of Raw this week, right? I didn't watch, so I don't know. But like, <clears throat> so I'm like, I'm missing part of the story, and that like that type of stuff bothers me. And then the other thing, before I get what you think about this, MJ, uh, one of the most heartbreaking things to me as just someone who prim- primarily just only watches NXT, it sucks that to fall in love with a superstar and then watch them get called up, and then because I don't watch Raw or SmackDown, and because of the way that raw smackdown works when it comes to talent especially raw it's sucks that like well bianca belair right oh she's killing it hell yeah you're doing amazing everybody's talking about her these last couple of weeks right cool but don't do too good because i do not want you to get drafted to raw or smackdown because i don't want to watch the show like you have someone like a becky lynch on raw sometimes you don't see becky lynch till like 10 30 right it's a fucking three hour show you don't see her to two and a half hours in like i'm not gonna watch two and a half hours of a show just to get to like what I actually want to see. And, and that sucks. And it, it's like, I feel very overwhelmed with wrestling right now, just because like, keep them on one show. The story's on one show. If Charlotte's going to challenge Rhea, then that whole storyline needs to be on NXT. What do you think about all this? Am I crazy? A little bit, a little bit. I can kind of see what you mean, but I don't know. I don't think you necessarily have to watch the other shows when it comes to the storylines. 
Because they show clips of whatever Charlotte said or whatever she did yeah, on clips NXT. Are different. Yeah, but like you don't. I mean, you're complaining about having to wait like hours to see a segment or whatever when you can just see it like either in the video package or just go on YouTube. I know, but like I like watching stuff live. Like I'm a, I'm a creature of habit, right? If I don't watch something live, I've gotten to a point where I get so busy that like I just don't watch it. Like for example, with all the DC uh, TV shows that are on the CW, right? I love them. There's so many of them now and even more coming that I'm two weeks behind on Supergirl. I'm two weeks behind on Batwoman. I'm two weeks behind on The Flash because it's like you miss one. And like, yeah, like they are all their own individual shows. But when they do like the crossover events, it's cool to know like, oh, I get that reference. I get that joke. I get why that's funny. Mm-hmm. And I feel like wrestling is becoming that where it's like, I just want to watch NXT. I want everything to be contained on NXT. I don't want to. I, I want to see Rhea this week. Cool. Well, I hope you watch Raw because she wasn't a part of NXT at all this week. So it's well, like. I think. Like in a way you're kind of like just being. You're, you're sat in your way. You're being like, well, I don't want these people to go on here because I don't want to have to watch it. And it's like. From a business standpoint, they're doing what needs to be done, especially for something like if the whole Charlotte and Rhea thing, it should never just stay in NXT because not everyone watches NXT. Of course, a lot of people watch Raw, a lot of casual yeah, people but maybe... watch Raw, but you're you're getting it, you're showcasing it for everybody. So now that's actually getting more viewers for NXT because now they kind of want to see the side of it from when they watch NXT. So that's going to make this match even bigger and i understand like you get mad when your favorites go to the main roster like it sucked because i mean look at like <clears throat> yeah ricochet ha- not like i even watch wrestling but like ricochet has a match with brock lesnar who that's just gonna be a squash match so like and he hasn't really done anything significant well, so like it's the truth ricochet alistair black fucking un- it took andrade like two years you know, it's Nakamura like wins and loses all the time, and it doesn't it doesn't really matter. No one's emotionally connected to any of these people from NXT, and it sucks. The War Raiders, who cares? The AOP, <clears throat> who cares? Street Profits, who you can go on and on about all these characters from NXT that we loved, and that's why they got called up, and then now they're doing nothing, and it, it yeah. sucks because like I don't like I don't like the way they book on Raw or SmackDown. It is completely I mean, different the way they book. I don't really like it either, and that's why I don't really watch it. Um, but there's no way everyone can stay in NXT. No, a hundred. I agree, hundred percent. But I'm just saying, like right now, currently, like I'm very overwhelmed and and almost scared. Like I don't, like you know, even with this week's NXT, like Bianca, you know, it seems like Bianca's gonna get added to that match with Charlotte and Rhea because she's still like pushing the feud or maybe have something with Charlotte afterwards. I don't know. But like, you know, and even with that, like, and of course I'm gonna watch WrestleMania. It's WrestleMania. Right. But like. If it was a normal pay-per-view, like, I don't want that match. That match should be on TakeOver. Like, so we're not going to have the NXT Women's Championship match on TakeOver. I already saw the graphic. It says WrestleMania. So, like, that's on WrestleMania. So that means there's a match that would have taken place on WrestleMania, potentially, with somebody else. But they're replacing that with the NXT Women's match. Cool. What does that mean for TakeOver in Tampa, though? That is one thing that has been on my mind. I'm wondering, like what that's going to do for TakeOver. Are they also going to try to pull the men's championship to Mania? Mania is already stacked as it is normally. So, like, now you're adding two more, well, one more, for sure, a championship match. What are they going to do on TakeOver? Because they advertise that there's going to be a TakeOver. They had travel packages that sold. So, for that sense, I do get it because... And that was the one thing I had the issue with with Charlotte facing Rhea I think it's gonna be a great match I don't necessarily like that it's for the NXT championship I don't like I mean maybe Charlotte moves to NXT I just never saw it being something that can happen and then I just don't want NXT to suffer like with their takeover and they don't really have anything to do because of it well this is what we were talking about last year which was like this this year I think is very big for NXT is very important because NXT, you know, they started on TV towards the end of the year. So it was kind of like, whatever, we'll see what these first couple of months are like, but like now they're going to have a full year and we're going to see like when this draft comes up again, because I'm sure they'll, they'll want to kind of switch things up, move, move some people around. Um, you know, what is NXT a part of this draft? Is it on equal 
you know, lines with Raw and SmackDown. Like, on Survivor Series, it made it seem like it. At Royal Rumble, it made it seem like it because they were just in the Rumble like anybody else, right? And Charlotte challenging Rhea makes everything seem equal. But it's like... Well, Charlotte did call the NXT the third brand in her promo. That's what I'm saying. So it's like, it's very much like, what does this mean for NXT when it comes to TV? Because they are on TV every week. So you can see them bringing people down maybe to try to get those ratings up, even though... In reality, ratings don't matter. I think mm-hmm. it's just the because pro- like people don't really watch TV conventionally anymore anyway, right? right? But it's like I don't know. It's just it's it's going to be a tough couple of months to try to see this transition of what NXT is going to become because I still think that the NXT that's going to be going forward for the next couple of years hasn't even really started yet. I feel like they're still in a transition phase because you have like it, did Shayna technically get called up? Right? Or is she... I know you said Triple H said she's still on NXT. Right. But, like, she wasn't on this week, and she's in the Elimination Chamber match going into whatever pay-per-view, Elimination Chamber pay-per-view, whatever the hell that is. But it's, like, I don't know. It's just a crazy time to be an NXT fan because we really don't know what's about to happen this year. Yeah. I hope that, you know, it still keeps what makes NXT so great, you know? Hopefully they don't run that. Yeah, I hope so. But... From things that uh, could happen to actual things that are great about NXT, let's talk about TakeOver Portland. Now, what were your thoughts on this year's TakeOver, or this month's TakeOver, I should say? Not this year's TakeOver. Um, I mean, technically, it's this year's. It's the first one. Yeah, I guess. But, I mean, I thought it was great. I think it's up there one of the better TakeOvers overall of their takeovers i thought Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. um i know i personally think it's the best one yeah i mean i think like every every match delivered and you were invested like the whole time and i like that they had a couple matches that didn't have championships in them so i think i think they did it good and they they made up for me not enjoying what was it world collide Collide. yeah yeah they made up for um so for me, I do agree with you, uh, but I do think it's the best takeover ever. I think if you look just strictly on paper, just judge it for what it was. I think it's the best takeover ever. They they only had one gimmick match, right? I think everybody always says the one in New Orleans was the best one with the ladder match and uh, Alistair Black versus Andrade, mm-hmm. I believe, and then Johnny versus Tommaso. I think that's what it was. Um, or I think, whatever. I but like, yeah, so like everybody always talks about that i think it was like shana and ember and there was some type of tag team match but i think this one if you look at it you're like how can this get any better like this is the best that they can offer us right now given the roster that they have and um i think it's the first time i think ever if i you know correct me if i'm wrong but i think it's the first time ever that there's been six matches on a takeover because it's usually just five Mm -hmm. and it's the first one that's been three hours i know a lot of people i don't like mance was saying that people were saying that uh, NXT went too long. The takeover went too long. Some of the matches went too long, but it, it's really just because there was that extra match, right? Because yeah, usually I mean, it goes it, about two and a half hours. It still ended earlier, yeah, than a normal like WWE pay per view. So I don't know. Yeah, because it starts early. It starts at seven, so it ends at ten, right. which isn't bad. Instead of ending at eleven or even twelve, right? Some of these, the Royal Rumble, not this year, last year, ended at like fucking one a.m. It was just craziness. <laughs> we were like begging the girl, like <laughs> yeah. please just end. But um, no, this is a fantastic takeover. We got two women's matches on there. And then the gimmick match was a women's match. Right. Now, of course, a lot of people have issues, and, and I'm one of them, and I know you are too, with some of the people who won these matches or how these matches were won, especially in that women's gimmick match, right? Yeah. I don't think anybody would have wanted uh, Reyna Gonzalez, who for fucking WWE reasons is now called Raquel for fucking god damn it like Raina gonzalez what's her name i'm just happy she doesn't have that damn cowboy yeah i know i know but <laughs> maybe that's why they changed it so we would forget about it even though like she's still fucking Raina gonzalez but um it, you know who would have ever thought she would be involved in this feud i didn't think dakota needed like a big bodyguard type but honestly and, and I'm, I'm texting rob during the, the night right and at the end of the show he he texts me and he's like if you could watch one match right now out of the whole card, what would you rewatch? And I was like, Dakota versus Tegan. I loved that match. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was the best match that night, 
but I personally loved it because the amount of violence that those girls were doing to each other, you know, you hear in all these documentaries like, oh, it's fun to wrestle your friend because you can go harder. Mm -hmm. You can hit harder because you understand that there's like, there's not going to be any fucking like hatred afterwards because you're both just trying to have a great match like Johnny and Tommaso did for a year and a half. So, I mean, Dakota was just fucking killing Tegan, and Tegan was just killing her. And, you know, Tegan got out of it not getting hurt, especially with that nasty bump that she took at the end where Reyna didn't throw her far enough, oh, and she just kind of, yeah, like, slid was, on the table. But, man, what a great match. What did you think about that match? We can start with just talking about that one. That match, I loved it. I think it was one of my favorites. I was a little annoyed because, like, too, when I first saw that girl, I, did, I was like, who the hell is this? And, like, I understand it's a way to keep the feud going. Now they have a steel cage match coming up on NXT. But, like, I felt like there was, like, maybe another way to maybe have it that it wasn't over. I don't know. But, like, it was just weird that that girl came in. And then, I mean, it would have been really cool, like, when she threw um, Tegan. If Tegan actually went through the table, that would have been a cool spot Mm -hmm. because that was pretty beastly. But... Now people talk about how like the table didn't break, but so my my whole thing is that I think that the women, especially when they're smaller, should stop doing table spots because they always fuck up, and it's very hard for them to break the tables because they're not heavy enough and they're not being thrown with enough force. We saw it with Sasha when Charlotte couldn't put her through the table, right? Unless I mean Sasha and Becky did it, but they were doing it like off the top rope and stuff. I mean, and, you know, I understand. I think Tegan would have went through it because she was so. coming off the top rope. It was just not a good throw. It was but, like, a maybe strong do, enough like, a throw. Ladder. It was definitely a yeah. strong enough throw. Yeah, but it wasn't far enough. Right. She, she threw her, like, straight down. To, and Tegan just, like, it looked nasty, man. It looked nasty. But uh, she's okay from what no one said in the injury reports or anything. So that's good. But, no. man, I just think about the one time... Dakota hit Tegan in the head with a with the lid of the trash can, and that shit like fucking evaporated. Here, so goddamn hard, something flew out. Maybe it was her tooth. I don't know what it was, but I was like, holy shit! She hit her hard as shit. It was it was fun. I like the way the match started too, with like Dakota attacking her during the entrance. That was cool. Yeah, this is a fun match. I didn't the one spot I didn't like like that kind of look kind of stupid was when Tegan did like what did she do like a flip onto. Um, Dakota in the corner? Yeah, with the garbage can or something. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. that one looked kind of stupid. That was the one thing yeah. that I didn't really like. But other like, other yeah, the other than that, um, no, I think it was it was a great match. And I like seeing like for me, I kinda like seeing the women get more brutal because of like mm-hmm. the long history of the female wrestlers. So like seeing Dakota going under the ring and going for all the weapons ASAP, like, I fully enjoyed that. And like that's what you would expect at when it's a guy feud, right. right? Like that's what Tommaso and Johnny did when they had their blood feud, right? And and I think that if we re- really want equality between the men and the women, <coughs> right? It's not just changing the NXT championships name, right? It's it's, it's more about it's like back. putting the is <clears throat> what it's back to the NXT Women's Championship. Is it? Yeah, that's what they keep saying. That was even what their hashtag they put in the corner during the match. Uh, I think it's because people were like, that's dumb. Like, it should have been what you said. Like, NXT men's, NXT women's. But, like, that would make too much sense for WWE. You know how they are. (laughs) But, um, yeah, so another big match that I definitely want to get your opinion on. uh, Keith Lee versus Dijak. To open the show, a lot of people say match of the night. A lot of people say potential match of the year candidate how did you feel about your boy showing out i think this was my favorite match of the night Mm -hmm. and i think with these two the best way to describe them is like they're the best of both worlds because Mm -hmm. they're big wrestlers but they move around the ring and they do all these crazy moves that you just don't expect so i just think it's just a perfect combination and i I fully enjoy watching those two. When they did was the Spanish fly, which is normally a cruiserweight move. Like, I mean, it, they could have had one of those moments. I'm surprised they didn't, WWE didn't try to do it where, like, the ring breaks. Oh, my God, yeah. That definitely would <laughs> I mean, the spot. Imagine, imagine one of those moments to start the show. Like, <laughs> uh, what yeah. do we do now? Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> no, it was just, it, it blows my mind that they have fought so many times 
and they still do things that they've never done before, right? And they fought in the Indies a lot. They fought here, I think it's four times before this. I think it was like their 1-1-2, one, one, and two, I think was the record they said. They had two draws and then 1-1. One, and one. Um, it, it, it was just incredible. The only reason I would say Dakota versus Tegan for me I enjoyed more is because it was a little slow in the beginning. Like, they were really playing up that, like, they were two big guys, which I loved, which is great. Um, it was just a fantastic match. Of course, Keith Lee wins. We would expect him to win, especially since he just got the belt and right. he seems to be getting this big push. But, man, they fucking did some unbelievable moves to each other. Like, Spanish fly off the top rope, all these crazy things. They're awesome. I can see those guys fight a million times. Except I don't want them to fight again right now, <laughs> which we'll talk about that later. Yeah. But they're awesome. They're super great. Uh, another match. What can we talk about? Let's talk about the tag team championship. Broserweights win the titles. No shock to either one of us. But it was actually a really fun match. What do you think? I mean, I had no doubt it was going to be a fun match. Undisputed is great. Matt Riddle's great. Pete Dunn's great. So put them all together. It's going to be great. Um, I admit that I probably did was doing some stuff i was doing something during this match the one thing i will say is and it's funny because i think somebody said something to him because if you watch nxt this past week bobby fish's facial hair was different he was a lot more clean cut the gray was out of it right it was like trimmed down because on sunday he looked like the dad of undisputed era he had a lot of gray showing that's what i'm saying which is fine i have gray in my beard too it happens but my thing is I think that ever since coming back from his injury, I don't think he's in the same shape that he was before. I don't think he's as good as he was before. I don't even know if he's really fully healed because he doesn't look as good as in the ring as he did before he got hurt. And to me, it's kind of like standing out to me. Like, in my opinion, if I was calling those guys up to the main roster, I would leave Bobby Fish and just have Adam Cole, Roddy Strong, and Kyle O'Reilly because when Bobby Fish was out on injury... Strong and O'Reilly were having match of the year candidates as a tag team. I wouldn't That's leave him. I think that would be so messed up if he would leave him behind. I just don't think he's as good as he was before. I don't think so either. <laughs> I do think he pulled off the like salt and pepper hair pretty well. I thought he pulled it was it awesome. Off. I'm just saying, in a ring where like Kyle O'Reilly was there, it looked like out of place. You know? Yeah. Even like on NXT this week, they did the pose at the end after they beat Velveteen. Like. Bobby Fish just stands out to me now. Like, oh, hell, Dad's here. Well, I think it's also, like, I do think he does stand out a little bit more, but I think it's also, like, one of those things, like, how I text you about Jordan Devlin is, like, once you notice something, it's, like, yeah, all yeah. you can focus on. So I think for you, that's, like, all you can focus on is that Bobby Fish just, like, totally sticks out like a sore thumb. And for the people who may, this may be their first time listening, so the thing that MJ's talking about is uh, her, I think it was your, I think Matt yeah. is the one who noticed it. Her, MJ's brother noticed that Jordan Devlin has no fucking shoulders. So his head is massive. And then there's no, like, he doesn't have, like, big pectoral Brock Lesnar muscles to go with his big-ass head. No. So, like, it's just, like... They, like, slip down. Yeah, it, it's like for people who play video games and make creative players, it's like you took all the muscles out of the shoulders. You just put it to zero, and he's just a skinny, be- like, string bean. But then his head is at 100. It's like, bro, he looks like the Blocks... The block bad guys from Gumby, in my opinion. It's so funny. So mean. Right. Um, but from that, let's talk about the guy who everybody used to say he looks like. Which now I don't see it because now that I see that he has no soldiers. Uh, soldiers. Shoulders. <laughs> uh, now I definitely don't think he looks like this man no. anymore. But uh, let's talk about Finn Balor versus Johnny Gargano. Very s- surprising ending to me because I thought that they would have gave the win to Johnny. Because I feel like Finn Balor is pretty much untouchable. He could win or lose, and it doesn't matter. I thought that maybe this was like, a, Finn, you're good, you're great, but like you haven't been in NXT for a while, and like Johnny is Mr. NXT. So I thought they'd maybe give it to Johnny. I mean, the way the night ended with him and Ciampa, it makes sense now. But like in the moment, what did you feel about Balor winning and and? How good did you think the match I was? I thought in the moment it was perfect because, yeah, Johnny Gargano can talk his shit like you haven't been at NXT and I'm Mr. NXT now, but I think Finn Balor, who's someone that, you know, you can credit with putting NXT on the map, is going to come back and be like, no, I'm still great and I will always be the king of NXT. So I, oh no, should I say Prince? <laughs> 
But um, the prince. Yep. I thought it was perfect. I'm glad that he won, and <clears throat> I don't know. There's just something about Gargano in the last like maybe year that just kind of annoys me, and like all his matches are the same. So I was happy to see him lose, especially so, to Finn Balor. What I think it is. So I was listening to Busted Open earlier today, and they were talking about um, NXT from this past week. And they were talking about that their biggest complaint with NXT is they like everybody that's on the show, but they're not emotionally invested with anybody. And I think that over ever since Johnny won the belt, everything that he's done after that, I feel like hasn't gotten the emotion out of people mm-hmm. yet. Right? I think that maybe going into the Finn Balor thing at War Games, it would have gotten that out of us. But Johnny got hurt, so he wasn't a part of it. And then, you know, this is a couple months later now. We're kind of finishing the story. Um, it, but, like, the way it looks that Johnny's going forward, and we'll talk about it during the Ciampa match, um, maybe this gets emotion out of you again. But I guess we'll kind of wait and see. But as far as the match, I did love the match. Very technical match. I think it, it's really one of those, like, dream matches that we thought we'd never get, or at least definitely never get in NXT, right? right? At a takeover where they're going to give you time Yet again, to people complaining, the reason these matches went long is because that's what NXT does. Everybody pretty much gets like 15, 20 minutes. It's just the way that it is. You tell your full story, no limitations, because it's on the network, and it's not like, oh, we have an hour-long Royal Rumble coming up, so you need to cut your time down. Or WrestleMania is already 47 fucking hours long, and it's Tuesday morning. Oh, here comes the women's match, you know? And it's just like... So they give everybody the time that they need to have the best matches, but I don't know. I thought it was a phenomenal match. I definitely want to go back and watch this whole takeover again. It's been a long week. I kind of forget like the specific yeah, spots in it, but I did really, really like it. Um, what other matches are left besides the women's and the men's title? I think we did. I feel like I'm missing one. I think those are the only ones because we talked about three. Dijak, the Keith match, the Tegan match. The Gargano match, the tag match. All right, cool. So let's talk about the women's match next, which is... Actually, no, we'll save that. Let's talk about Ciampa versus Adam Cole because that ties into what we were just talking about. Brutal match. I mean, we we were texting each other during this. I'm texting Cody and Ant. That spot that Adam Cole did the backbreaker or whatever, the back suplex onto the fucking announce table and it didn't break (sighs) and it was like he hit his back on the hard part and the way his neck snapped back with all his neck injuries. Oh my God. We were texting each other like, I don't even want to look at this no more. It's like a train wreck. Like in a good way, it was a fantastic match. Yeah. But like, it was like hard to watch. Like, what did you think? I was cringing the whole rest of the match after that. And like, I literally just kept saying like, oh my God, be careful. Oh my God, please stop that. Be careful. He's fragile. Just watch what you're doing. Don't do that spot. I kept yelling and Frankie kept calling me a mom. With, it's so funny. Like, I mean, but I am a mom. And it, not even that, like, even if I wasn't, I'm just like, I just, I don't know. I just don't want him to get hurt again and then have to yeah. end his career. And, you know, he has a daughter to think about. So I just, I was worried for him. And, and I'm like, like, you can do cool spots, but, like, be careful. Like, not, and then and some of them you don't have to do to make it. Great. And the one thing, so... I mean, it's a testament to how good he is as a performer, right? I mean, this past week he was there, and we haven't heard anything all week about injuries or anything. And Yeah. I don't know. Maybe he did get hurt. That's why he didn't have his match this week. But, you know, he – so when you have, like, a neck injury, and they were even saying it on commentary, which was getting me even more worried, like, your arms tend to go numb. Like, you know, you, you saw him, like – opening and closing his hand the whole time. And it was, like, really playing into the arm of, like, the arm being numb. And it was like, oh, my God, did he fucking get a stinger in his neck? Like, is he actually hurt and just kind of pushing through this? And, like, where you said, it made me scared. I know me and Cody were like, what the fuck? Like, I hope he's okay. Like, Mm -hmm. this is kind of scary. But they ended up having a great match. Um, I did love the interference by Undisputed Era, which led to a moment that honestly shocked the shit out of me. Because Gargano comes out, you think he's going to help Tommaso to get rid of Undisputed Era because they're friends again. And then Johnny turns heel, which was like, whoa. Yeah. That's, like, we saw the storyline with Tommaso be the heel, Johnny be the face. But now it looks like we're seeing it the other way. How do you feel about the Johnny Gargano turn? Uh, I don't know. I think those two are great. I think their feuds that they've had 
before this were great. I just don't know if we really, I mean, do we really need to see it again? Like, I just. I think they're doing it because of Mania, like a makeup that he didn't do it for Mania last year. I guess. I just hope they don't go too long with it. Like, I, I like to th- see things, like, changed up a bit. And it's just, like, finally they were both moving on. They have their own things going. So, I just, if they're gonna do it again, if they have to do it again, I just hope that it's not too long. Because I don't think we need it. But here's the thing that scares me the most about NXT is that NXT doesn't exist anymore. The NXT that it was, like... And, and Tommaso and Johnny were the exception, right? Usually, storylines in NXT went at most, like, two takeovers, you know? Yeah. Which would be, like, a couple of months, whatever. Maybe rumble the mania, and then you move on, right? Everybody kind of gets a chance to shine. People move away from each other. Fine. But um, now that it's on TV every week, and it's more like a third brand, like... And these takeovers seem to be happening more frequently, um, even though they're not attached to you know, big WWE weekends, right? Um, It scares me that, like, storylines are going to go on too long. And it scares me that, like, okay, you have Tommaso and Johnny in a feud now. What is Finn Balor doing? Is Finn Balor going to transition to face Adam Cole? Is Velveteen Dream going to face Adam Cole? Like, what is... If Velveteen Dream... If either Velveteen or Finn Balor face Adam Cole, does that mean the other one is not on TakeOver, even though they both kind of deserve to be on TakeOver? I don't know. It's just a like I said. It's gonna be a weird couple of months for NXT. Next six months to eight months to try to see what the hell is going on with the way the brand is going. Yeah, I guess they'll probably like after Mania we'll start seeing like exactly what they're doing, especially if they do some sort of like draft between the brands and if they include them. Yeah. Um. Now the last match that I do want to talk about: uh, Rhea Ripley versus Bianca Belair. Now. There was a little outside interference at the end of this match. A lot of people were complaining that a lot of the matches had, like, inter- but Charlotte wasn't oh, interference. Yeah. She just attacked. But, like, having, a, you know, a lot of crazy stuff at the end of the matches. But um, I think Bianca versus Rhea did exceptional. I think it's the best performance that Bianca has had, especially on a takeover. Um, I, I just think that whenever you put Bianca in a position where she has to kind of rise up to it, she always does. Uh, and Rhea's Rhea, right? She's fantastic. We know she's fantastic. And she's been rising up to everything. And, and she's like Aurora Smackdown ready already. Um, I don't know how much longer she'll be down here. If maybe she does stay down here because it's a third brand now. But um, I did, I love this match. It was so good. Bianca's just fucking awesome. And she has so much charisma. And she's so much fun to watch. And she's just great. What do you think of the match, though? I think, I know, like, a lot of people are upset that Bianca didn't win, which I don't really get because I think you should have known Bianca wasn't going to win going into it. Like, a... I think it was based on her her entrance gear, which is incredible that she made that. I mean, yeah, right? it was it was the best gear I think she's had. And, yeah. but, like, I the still, like, going into the match, you should have known she wasn't going to win. Now, that said, I think that this feud is the best feud that she's been in. I think that she has looked more like the star that she's become in this feud. And Mm -hmm. I think that even though she lost, I thought it didn't, like... I don't think it should have, like, been looked at as, like, affecting her in a negative way. Because I thought that this was one of those, like, losses that kind of makes, like pushes someone still up because she had such a great yeah. match and she was a great competitor against Rhea Ripley. I was a little surprised that she did win like clean, but I, and it was, it wasn't me or was it very anticlimactic? Yeah, it, it, it was, was like, a oh. little bit. I was like, Oh yeah, I thought, and so I forget too. that Rhea Ripley's finisher is like the pump handle slam. So like seeing it from the top rope where like, she doesn't flip the girl. She's just kind of like picking her up and like slamming her was like, Oh, yeah, that's her yeah, kind of her weird. finisher. It's weird. Which was, like, weird. And I was like, okay. And then Charlotte attacks both of them afterwards. Um, Make sure to attack Bianca, which kind of like, oh, is she going to be in the match? I guess we'll see. But yeah. 100% what you said, right? You think about Bianca's losses in the past at TakeOver to Shayna, where she tapped twice, and it didn't make her look strong. No. Right? It didn't, like, she didn't gain anything from it. Like, it made her look weak. Like, she didn't belong there or whatever, even though we both know she does. Um, but like, yeah, this loss to Rhea made her look strong because Rhea Ripley is like the most on fire women's wrestler in the company besides Becky Lynch. 
She has all this momentum. She won a Survivor Series. She's like super cool with everybody, right? And it's like you went toe-to-toe with her and almost won, Mm -hmm. but you didn't. And now it looks like you might be added to this match with her and Charlotte. I know Charlotte has a lot of love for Bianca, says that's her favorite performer in NXT, so maybe Charlotte has something to do with this addition. I know Rhea, in an interview, said she wants Bianca added to the match. Mm-hmm. I think I saw somewhere. I think Natty, so, like, like, tweeted, like, retweeted something and then, like, said that as a response to that Rhea said that she wanted Bianca in the match. But I think, good, I mean, a Triple H said after in his interview that she's a star. And yep. I, I, I mean, I think... You know, of course, your favorite going in, you want them to win. But I don't think that this loss hurt her at all. I think it only pushed her further as, like, someone that's going to be a huge star. Is I think she goes up after Mania. Star. I think she goes up after Mania. Yeah. I mean, I th- probably. I think with someone like Bianca, it would have been great if they did let her hold the NXT Women's Championship before going up to the, or going over to SmackDown or Raw. I mean, then again, Becky never won it. And look at her, biggest star in the company, so. Yeah, but, like, I still, like, it'd be it's nice cool to... cool to have that milestone. Yeah, to, like, have that under her belt, you yeah. know? Um, I don't know, it's awesome. I love Bianca Belair, everybody knows that. But now from stuff that we love to stuff that I'm about to shit on, uh, let's talk about this week's episode of NXT. Now, admittingly... I didn't watch it live. I watched YouTube clips of it. And um, it's just... I'm, like, I don't care about anybody right now in NXT besides Bianca Belair, right? So, of course, I saw that clip on Twitter. Like, everybody was sharing it, right? Because it was such a cool clip. I definitely want to start there. I loved that Bianca just randomly interrupted a match that no one cared about, mm-hmm. right? Chelsea Green versus Caden Carter. Yeah, nobody like, cared about that. Like, whatever. I mean, we would have cared, but then, like, Chelsea Green already lost, and they're relaunching the Robert Stone brand. Like, you killed it before it even launched. Like, it doesn't make sense anymore. Like, it's stupid. I don't think that's how you debut that, by having them lose, and then whatever. And then you had Caden Carter, who I enjoy. And I like Chelsea Green, too, in the ring, right? But it's like, I don't know. This was like a match... Yeah, I know you're making that face. I don't like her as a person. I, I know, like but I'm ring. just she's shocked cool. to hear you say anything positive about her. Yeah, you're right. Fuck Chelsea Green. I hate her. She's the worst. But I don't know. It was cool to have Bianca kind of come in and be like, no, I'm going to let you finish. But and yeah, then she g- delivered a great promo and then slid back out. And then the two girls finished the match. But how did you feel about Bianca's promo? I thought it was great. I thought I Bianca, like, and I knew it was kind of like one of those, like when she started talking, like I knew she was going to say and I, it does make you like hope that they do put her in that match. And it, her being in a feud with someone like Charlotte or it's whatever this is shows once again what a star NXT thinks that she, believes that she is and what a star she is becoming or has become because Charlotte is one of the best to ever be in WWE. So being in a feud with her is a very big deal. So I thought it was a great. A great way to maybe start the transition of her being added to the match. I'm down for it. I mean, if WrestleMania is going to be 87 hours long, um, at least there'll be one match that I really look forward to. <laughs> and I think it'll be Even a great I, match, too. I think it'll be it will a great be. match. And, 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 and with adding Charlotte to the match, some trickery can happen and Bianca can come out being the champion. And maybe we have this all wrong <clears throat> and maybe Rhea goes up. Maybe. SmackDown could use a Rhea Ripley. I'm just saying. It would make it a lot more fun. Just saying. Maybe she goes to Monday Night Raw. Who knows what's about to happen, right? Um. So we kind of mentioned this before. So Keith Lee starts off the show. He does a promo. He beats up MJ's favorite wrestler, <clears throat> Kona Reeves. That and, was um, your favorite wrestler. No, okay. There's no shot. That was the joke was always that it was yours. Yours. No. And he didn't open up the show. What are you talking about? Didn't he? No, he didn't open up the show. Oh, whatever. Uh, may, uh, this maybe is what happens first... when you don't watch the show live, okay? And you just watch clips from what you've whatever. seen. But so Keith Lee and then DiJack comes out and they say that they're going to run it back, which I'm fine with them wrestling again, just not right now. Like, give me some goddamn space. Maybe a couple months. I don't want this to become Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn where we're like, I love it. Fight forever. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Okay, I love it a little less. Let's, like they're doing stop, with Gargano like, and Champa. Yeah, but, like, 
I'm okay with that. We haven't seen them fight in over a year. In how long? Over a doesn't year. It doesn't matter. They fought for like 25 years straight. I know, but we haven't seen them fight for over a year. We just saw, we've been watching Keith Lee and Dijak fight for like the last two months. Yeah, I mean, I get months. it. I, I do get it. And I think that NXT roster has so many other guys they could use. And I don't think that they need yeah, to. Yeah, like your guy, Damian Priest, should be fighting Keith Lee. Or... I think Killian Dane should be fighting Keith Lee. Keith Lee should go on a fucking rampage of all the bigger guys in NXT to prove that he is the best of the bigger guys. We do North and American you've... Oprah Challenge. There you go. John great. Cena walks out. Sure. <laughs> How fucking crazy would it be if they did a North American Open Challenge and John Cena walked out at a takeover? I'd flip my that fucking table. That would be table. amazing. That would be so good. Even people that hate on John Cena would probably love it. And, and speaking of John Cena, shout out to the um, ruthless aggression stuff that they're doing on the network right now. It's a lot of fun. I did not watch during the ruth- ruthless aggression era because uh, I was a cool teenager and wanted to smoke weed and skip school. And I didn't so I was definitely out of wrestling back then. <clears throat> well, yeah, you were a good kid. You know, you were a cheerleader. You did good in school. You're a great person. Me, on the other hand, not at all. I smoked a lot of weed. I did a lot of stupid shit. And yeah, craziness. Um, But yeah, the, the ruthless aggression stuff, the, the first episode's like how it got started. The second episode is all about John Cena. Like mean, everything John Cena. Not surprised. Right? So that's, it's a really good, it's definitely a recommendation I have for you guys if you guys want to watch something cool on the network. It's like, I think it's an hour each episode. They've only been two so far, I believe. But it's really good. Um, now, what else? Let's see. One big thing I did not like, and I want to get your opinion on this. I do not like that um, Austin Theory, right? His name's Austin, right? Yes. Austin Theory was the one who took that beating from Tommaso. I didn't like it. It could have fucking been anybody in the back. Cameron Grimes. Just beat the shit out of him every week. Of course you'd say right? him. What the fuck? It could have been Kona Reeves. Who cares? Well, it could have literally be one of the two of five. I'm saying, but it could have been one of the two of five live guys for all I care about, right? Why did it have to be somebody who I think has all the potential in the world? I don't want to see him take that beating. I think it's not going to go I mean, anywhere. This is, I've said this before. I never think it's a good idea for someone that is like that comes from the indies that's known in the indies. You know, he was the evolved champion and they come over to NXT and that's like that's what how you use them like as someone that you know is like a jobber and just gets their ass yeah. kicked and treated like a nobody use somebody that is you know new and they're still training we don't really know them yet and they haven't really established themselves yet and then use yep. them for that you know i don't think use fucking anyone... shane thorn remember shane thorn is he still who is... he's still there because he's he's i follow him and he posts pictures when they do all these um when they're on the road, when they do the live events, why couldn't you use him? Why can't? Why did you have to use Austin Theory? Listen, he has a look. He's hot as fuck. He looks like Randy Orton to me. He doesn't look anything like Randy Orton, but his body shape and the way he carries himself reminds me of a young Randy Orton. And he's too hot to begin his ass kick like that. I just think it's that dumb. motherfucker looks like every white guy created player in any wrestling game ever. Jacked as <laughs> shit with the fucking long pants with the designs on the side. Cocky as hell. Bad guy. Give me that guy. That's the that's the type of wrestler that I want to see being used. And if he would have signed with NXT before they were on TV, he's the type of guy you would have seen at a takeover mm-hmm. because people would have been filtering in and out, and he would have got a takeover match. Yeah, kind of like how, how like Ricochet when he debuted, he debuted in yep. the North American Championship yep. match. So yeah, I think that's definitely something that he would have done. Cause I feel like, and the thing is too, like a lot of NXT stars are going going to evolve shows. So even like NXT fans that would go to those evolve shows to see the NXT stars would see Austin Theory. So and then yep. now this is what you do. And then what are you gonna do when it's time? You like you need him to build him up and like. But you treated him like that when he was first on. It just it makes no sense to me. It's like Santana Garrett, same thing. Yeah, right? Santana same thing Garrett came into the company with a little bit of a name from the indies and she was, you know, on WoW and stuff like that. And then she comes here and it's like, All right, you are the jobber of NXT. Like whenever someone needs to look strong, if you put her in a match, which I mean shows that they trust her work rate, right? Yeah. But also like eventually you're gonna wanna push her. Because she she has a great look, right? She she looks like she would be a great WWE wrestler, and like 
Oh, hey, remember when you lost for fucking six months straight? Yeah. I don't know. This is what scares me about what they're doing in NXT. Um, Another thing I wanted to talk about is... So, we have Velveteen Dream versus Roddy Strong in the main event. And Velveteen Dream ends up winning. Undisputed Era comes out, attacks Velveteen Dream, and leaves him laying. Now, so I want to get your opinion on this. So, Busted Open was saying that their big issue with this whole storyline, and I and I, I agree, that's why I'm bringing it up. You would think that if I just told you what's going on, and you didn't know who the people were, and you didn't watch... You would be like, oh, Velveteen is clearly the bad guy because he's bringing in Roddy's family and being all weird with his family. And Roddy's just the family man sticking up for his family. Right? Mm -hmm. So it's weird that people are cheering for Velveteen and booing Roddy. And then Velveteen gets to win. So do you think that... So two questions. One, do you think it's weird that Velveteen's the good guy in this situation? And two, do you think that with the beatdown at the end, do you think that this maybe be a tease for maybe a Velveteen versus Adam Cole at TakeOver in Tampa. The thing is, I felt like with Velveteen, he was always an in-betweener. I don't think he was always fully face or fully heel. He was like a face mm-hmm. that has heel tendencies. So I don't really care. I'm not really one of those fans that feels like it has to be a heel does this and a heel is that. And you can only be a heel. And the face does this and you can only do it. Like, I like sometimes that gray area where, like, they're just people, in a way. So I I don't mind it. It doesn't bother me at all. I think it's funny when he puts his wife's picture on his pants. Um, And, I mean, it could because right now Adam Cole doesn't really have anything going on. So I think Velveteen and Adam Cole would be a great feud. I don't know how they're going to fully transition that and then, like, leave Roddy, Roddy Strong, like, out of it. I don't know how that would work because, you know, this is such a personal feud and I can't see him, like, letting it go for his friend. So, I don't, I don't know. Well, maybe with, I just thought of this, maybe with the fact that the NXT women's match is going to be on Mania, that frees up a spot and maybe we can get Roddy Strong versus Velveteen Dream in, like, some crazy fucking street fight marina on a pole match <laughs> like something stupid like that right and then we could have adam cole versus finn balor because of course during the night finn balor gives a promo talking about uh want to know what's next for the prince like watch next week so maybe he attacks adam cole next week and they go into their own thing maybe i don't know this is all gonna ramp up really fast because mania is only is like what less than a month away a month and a half away yeah i believe so. i mean it's it's beginning of april like what what day is it? I don't even know. I can't even tell you. No idea. I don't know what day it is, but No clue. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But we'll see. I have a big life changes coming up and I'm only thinking about that and then once that happens I can kinda of settle down and uh you know, figure out dates to this stuff. Only date I care about is uh March first, I'm going to meet Mandy Rose and Sony Deville. I was going to ask you what March first was until you finished that sentence. <laughs> Why you didn't remember? I have it in my planner, too, because you know I bought myself a plan. I have it in there. Yeah. But I forgot, like the date. But yeah. Well. That'll be fun. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad meeting Mandy Rose means so much to you. You know. Um, you know what I'm going for. Oh, and speaking of fucking Mandy Rose, let's go on a complete tangent. This is why I fucking hate Raw and SmackDown. So, I never watch, and I wanted to see my boy Otis, okay, my boy Otis, get on his fucking date with Mandy Rose. Maybe he'd get a kiss. I don't know. Who cares? And what, if you were like, Phil, let's talk. What's the worst possible fucking outcome to this goddamn storyline? I don't know. Have fucking Dolph Ziggler be involved in it. Sorry. What is going on over there? (laughs) My phone just almost called 911. First of all, that's really funny if you think about it because as I was yelling, it started going off. I knew. <laughs> Look, your phone was even like it. It's a stupid fucking idea. Like, I'm not saying Mandy Rose and Otis had to fucking fall in love. I'm not saying that. You could. Mandy Rose is still a heel. Whatever. But what makes me mad is with all the talent on your fucking roster, you keep using the same goddamn people. Yeah, but fire Dolph Ziggler, listen. fire Robbie Roode, 
fire all these people. You don't let them win anything. So what's the point of putting them in storyline? I think Dolph Ziggler is the character that is perfect for a storyline like that. What are you talking about? Dolph Ziggler has that like douchey kind of thing and it's like so obvious that he would do and mandy rose has always been like a heel so you should have known something was gonna happen like that's why i like to say that you can never trust a mandy you know what i mean never ever trust a mandy they will stab you in the back you can't trust it's one of those amanda that's probably what it is you can't trust someone named amanda that tries to pass off their name as mandy that's what it is i think it's definitely a mandy thing mandy's are ruthless Right? They stab you in the back. <laughs> can never trust him, right? Never trust him. They always have their eyes on the suave guy, whether it be Dolph Ziggler or Artem. Artem's hot. It's just a Mandy thing. Artem's hot. Sure, I guess. He's too, like... Perfect? Skinny for me. You know what I mean? Like, to me, I think of I hot men. Think I think of Jason Momoa. He's not skinny. He's toned. He doesn't have to be huge, like... John Cena, like, like. No, John Cena is just weird. He looks fake. He looks like Johnny Bravo, like. (laughs) (laughs) But Johnny Bravo is great. No, John Cena's legs are too big to be Johnny Bravo. He had like the little chicken legs. Yeah, but he's like Like every guy. He's like a bigger Johnny Bravo, which is worse. So. Listen, my man Otis. Everybody wanted to see this thing happen. Literally, the only fucking reason why I watched. And that's stupid shit. I'll be watching this Friday because the Bellas are going to be on. So do we think that the Bellas are going to announce it during the Hall of Fame? Maybe not them. Maybe, like, Alexa will announce it. That'd be cool. So, I mean, I I think I I really... I mean, the rumors have been going around, and all of a sudden they're going to be on SmackDown. I think it has something to do with it. So here's my question for you. If Sunday is Mania, and I believe Saturday is TakeOver... And Friday is SmackDown. When is the Hall of Fame? Is it yeah, Thursday night? Because that would suck. Because people, a lot of people don't get in until Friday. Yeah, I don't. You know what I mean? don't know. I, that's is, true. Is, let me look this up. Because like, and the funny thing is, when you try to open your phone when you're wearing sunglasses, it doesn't recognize you, and then you have to type your code in. Mine like does. first world problems. You know what I mean? Mine does. Mine recognizes me. Well, I look different with glasses on. I look cool. Well, how do I look to see the the dates of everything? Uh, tickets and events, right? That should show me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not 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 events in Poughkeepsie. WWE. You know, I don't know. I'm not gonna look it up. Take place April second. Jesus, like it's two seconds, man. Two seconds. It takes place April 2nd? Which is a Thursday. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, it takes place. That the thing sucks. is, if anyone bought a travel package, they are gonna they would have known. Um, but, yeah, I don't... People just have to plan it. That sucks. That sucks. The only thing I care about is SummerSlam. And not because I'm going to watch SummerSlam. It's because I'm going to all the access events I can afford. And did my credit card limit go up? Yup. So does it mean that I'm going to fucking pay for all these access events and worry about it later? Yup. Well, I'm going to see what I do when SummerSlam comes around. Listen, I already know you don't want to hang out with me. It's That's, fine. You don't have to lie no, to No, I never said... I actually said I would hang out with you. It's just that I would have my own place to stay because I have my in-laws there. Listen, this is the, the tentative plans for SummerSlam, right? Cody already booked wherever a hotel, I think. Me, Cody, and Ant, we're going to drive up there, right? And we're going to go to Friday, Saturday, take over, access events, cool. Sunday morning, driving back to my house because fuck SummerSlam. I'm not staying there for that. I watch that shit on TV. I don't need to be in an arena for seven hours with a fucking 45-hour <clears throat> kickoff show. Yeah. I mean, that's I'm going to start going to these events and leaving after the kickoff show because all the people that we like are always on the kickoff show. Oh, Andrade versus Umberto Carrillo. Cool. Kickoff show. I'll be like this. See ya. Yeah. I'll probably end up doing See that ya. too. Watching SummerSlam at saying. my apartment. Yeah. It'd be easy. Because like, you're not you're, you're a lot closer than I am. An hour and a half closer than I am. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how much closer because it's like... A different direction. Yeah. For, but... for audio listeners, she made this weird <laughs> move with her body. You couldn't you see that. I that. saw it, but you couldn't see it. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm excited for that. 
but I'm definitely I don't want to watch SummerSlam. I mean, I want to watch it. I don't want to be there. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to go either. And I I don't want to be in Boston for fucking any longer than I have to be. You know what I mean? Have you been to Boston? No. So then, what are you talking about? Is it just I don't like the Red Sox. I don't either. I, I don't hate like the people Red Sox. Who like the Red Sox. I hate the Boston they, accent. I hate the Patriots. And but like you know what's weird about that? What? So Amelia Clark, the love of my life, Daenerys Targaryen. For people who aren't cool and wear sunglasses inside, like me, uh, they she did an interview, a podcast in November with Dax Shepard, Kristen Bell's husband. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, he, I don't know how they got into it, but she said that her, like, the hottest thing about America, oh, so they were like, you know, Americans think that, like, British accents are hot. Like, is there an accent that, like, British people think are hot? And she was like, I don't know about all the people, but she said, me personally, I think Boston accents are so sexy. Ugh. And I was like, Ugh. Ugh, ugh. <laughs> No, no. I'm so glad that Frankie's family doesn't have it. The only one that kind of has it is my sister-in-law's boyfriend um and that's about it but nobody else has the accents because i wouldn't be able to deal with it it's awful and no one likes the patriots no one the patriots don't even play like in boston though but still that's their team i mean boston is still a nice city to go and to walk around it's a great city to explore like i i i love you know going to boston still i still hate the teams but i like going so I don't know why. I'm currently wearing a Kobe Bryant Lakers hat. I don't fuck with no Boston. Just saying. I'm currently wearing a black shirt. Oh, as opposed to any other fucking day where you wear any other colors, right? WWE does their colors based on what you wear. Black and black with black and red, but black. I did wear (laughs) a black shirt with black jeans and black boots today, but I had a blazer. That had some other colors on it, like gray and black and yellow. Black. <laughs> <laughs> like like other colors, like gray and black. There was like a that yellowish sounds, that color, like too. Sounds I'm like the MJ we know I'm glad that the end of our show has not been about NXT. Listen, we talked enough about it, right? We People did. got what they needed. We did. Right? You know, we skipped a few things, but... What did we skip? Well, from the show, we didn't talk about the Cruiserweight Championship match. Oh. We didn't talk about... Oney Larkin and Danny Birch coming back on NXT TV. I, I comp I you know what's funny? I watched a clip of that match and then didn't pay attention because I didn't care. But the cruiserweight match I definitely want to talk about. Um it yet again, it is unbelievable how good these cruiserweights are. Because Leo Rush and I was fucking Mr. I hate Leo Rush on this show for so long. But he has gotten so much better in the ring, or at least even more comfortable in the ring since coming back. I think with him, too, I think he's been able to showcase himself in the ring. Because he always had that, like, obnoxious, like, character gimmick that he had. Especially when he was with Bobby Lashley, so a lot of people couldn't see past that. But I think, like, Mm -hmm. the repackaging and him even working on himself in that time off that he had was, like, the best thing for him. Because I actually, he's become someone that is one of my favorites to watch in the ring yep. on NXT. And Jordan Devlin's fantastic, yeah. even though he has no shoulders. I, even though he can't put his belt up there because it's going to slide right off. But. Oh my god, that's so funny. <laughs> I want to see it now. I want to see I just, it now. I'm gonna, it, it's a weird reference, but it reminds me of Boy Meets World, where Corey... Of course it does. Doesn't listen, fucking everything in this world. Corey and Topanga. You're like, episode episode in season five, episode up. six, at the th- 13 minute mark, Corey, listen, now tell your story. So Corey and Topanga, <clears throat> they, it's two, two things I think of. Like, Corey and Topanga, like, found out they didn't know each other as well as they thought because they never lived with each other. So Topanga stays with him for the weekend in his dorm, and Corey gets the same idea to get silk sheets and silk PJs. And then he tries to, like, run and, like, jump on the bed, but he just slides right off because it's silk on silk. So I just picture his belt just, like, sliding off his shoulder. <laughs> that is Everything yeah. in your life is referenced to I, It is. I How is. Topanga didn't give you that hat, I don't understand. Because it was a random thing. I don't know. But I think I no. deserved it more than anyone. But 
I, the way you just fucking reference the show. I can reference the show in a lot of things in my life. I always do. Yeah, because it. you are the biggest fan I've ever met. It's because I remember everything. Because after you, I've never met anybody who watches something they love and immediately after it's done, you rewatch okay, it again. I haven't watched it in a little bit because yeah, but I've been you binging re- other it's shows. Not, I know, but like, you'll, how many seasons are there? Seven. So after the seventh season, you just start the first season over again. It's not like, I'm going to take a break. You're like, no, you started over. And then yeah, maybe you'll kind of go away a little bit. But, like, you're still going to, like, you still started it over. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I like to do that. And the other day, me and Frankie were playing, I don't know, we were randomly playing theme songs from the 90s on our phones to try to guess. And I was able to, like, say which seasons each of the Boy Meets World songs were from um, from their themes. That's insane. That is the, the thing. Crazy they have thing different is, themes throughout the series, except for the last it, one. It's um, <clears throat> the funniest thing is that you know me and Brittany are eight years apart, and like when I'm playing theme songs, I'm playing Power Rangers, Ducktales, Darkwing Duck. You know, I mean shows from when I was a kid. Yeah. And pretty, pretty plays not so uh, that's so Raven, <laughs> uh, Kim Possible, uh, fucking I forgot what other songs she plays. One that I like got, I was shows. very impressed with myself, and I got it. And it was remember the show Third Rock from the Sun. Yeah, I got that theme song the from, song, and Frankie just played it, Never and he's like, it. "What is this from?" And I'm like, "Thought about it, I'm like Third Rock from the Sun," and he was like, "Yeah," and I'm like, "I'm great." Never, I would have never gotten it. I, I literally just show. go, "Alexa, play Power Rangers theme song." No, we did that, of course. We did. Um, <clears throat> I played Cat Dog. Do you remember that show? Oh yeah, well yeah, I had a I had a younger brother. Rocket so. Power. Yeah, I never watched Rocket Power. I know really? what it is. You but didn't I watch? I loved Rocket Power. That was a great yeah. show. For me, Nickelodeon was Rocco's Modern Life, Rugrats, Avril Monsters, yeah. Ren and Stimpy. No, I didn't watch that. I didn't like it. Uh, they yeah, grossed me out. Yeah, well, yeah. you're a, a good kid. You were a good kid. You didn't watch shows like that. Okay? I watched, uh, what other Nickelodeon shows? I Are You Afraid of the Dark? I watched fucking Keenan and Kel. I, love I didn't watch Are You Afraid of the Dark because I don't what like about all scary that? stuff. Of course, all that. That was a good Great. show. When Amanda Bynes was, had a head on her shoulders. Yeah. My brother also watched the Amanda show. I watched the Amanda show. And you know what show Frankie never I watched, watched? Doug. Martin. Do you remember the show Martin? Yeah, I watched Frankie Martin. Frankie never watched it, so he didn't get my Shanae reference. I was very disappointed. I mean, I wouldn't have gotten it either because who the fuck references? The... I, listen, I watched it. Come I didn't on. like. I I know what it is, but I'm just saying if you would have randomly fucking. But no, I it said Shanae. If I say the name Shanae, you should know who I'm talking about. I'm just saying. And in Living Color, who's never saw a Living Color, and Living I Color, loved that yep. show. Yep, the great show. And speaking of in Living Color, uh, shout out to Jim Carrey in the fucking Sonic movie because what the fuck? That movie had no reason being good at all, and it was fantastic. I've heard great things. I th- if if you can get Aiden to sit down, take him to go see oh, that movie. You know what? He might actually like a movie like that. So funny, funny story, and and it serve as a warning to you as a parent. So. Me and my boy Greg go to see the movie, right? And, of course, there's kids in the theater, right? We went on Tuesday night, so it wasn't that many kids. So, uh, you know, the theater that we had was at the end of a long hallway, right? So we're walking out slowly, and the two kids that were sitting near us were fucking sprinting up and down the hallway. And I turned to my boy, and I was like, yeah, we can tell they just saw fucking Sonic. They're like, gotta go fast, gotta go fast. And they're running like psychos. And I was like, oh, man. So as long as, yeah, Aiden you know, would do that because he has these cars that are like kind of like bigger size cars from the shows that he watches, and he likes to ride on it and then like pretend mm-hmm. he's hit with a shell. Oh yeah, shell I saw it. Because he oh, yeah, like yeah. mimics. He did it when I was there. Mario cars, so he does that stuff all the time. And, and of yesterday course, I understand was watching that you were afraid. <clears throat> what? You were afraid to play Mario Kart with me this weekend. That's why you I'm not afraid. I just I get angry sometimes and i want to hit people <laughs> and i just don't know if like how much of a shit talker you are even when you don't have no. a right to be i don't know if we could survive a game like that i don't know i'm just saying it, my favorite thing about video games as this podcast has gone completely off the rails, oh yeah uh my favorite thing about video games is you know everybody <sighs> forgets that i am a gamer all right i in i might not be the best video game player 
but I'm better than all of you. See, exactly. This is why we can't play a game like that together. But here's a funny story. So when I used to work at Nike, there was this kid that I worked with, Nate, well, guy, he was older than me, this guy named Neil, and he was a semi-pro football player. Like, legitly, I watched him play. He was a fucking running back. He was a goddamn beast, right? Killing people. He wanted to play Madden. And I said, listen, bro, Madden ain't real life. It's a video game. I will fuck your shit up. And he was like, no, you won't. I know football. I know what place to call. And I said, bet. But this ain't real football. It's a video game. So what happened? I spanked that ass three games in a row and made him quit three times in a row. You know why? Because I'm a gamer. So when it comes to Mario Kart, yes. Can I beat pro gamers? No. Can I beat people who, my friends who play a lot of video games? No. But can I beat you people who do things like, work a classy job, are very professional, grow up very nicely. Like, listen, I can beat you in Mario Kart. You could do the fucking cheer routine this from cheer on Netflix. This is why right? we cannot play. First of all, you need to play Mario Kart with me because I suck at that it. I could cheer. Why? Because I'm a female? And second of all, you didn't know me when no, I was because younger you was a cheerleader. because I was a gamer was a for my brothers when I was younger. Nah, so how nah, about that? Nah, nah, nah. You ain't no gamer, son. You ain't no gamer now. You I, old, well, you because rusty. I grew up and I was did other nah, shit. Nah, nah, nah. But exactly. I played Mario Kart every I single didn't. day, bro. See, the problem, the problem is, yeah, you play against your son no, and Frankie letting him win. Frankie doesn't let me win. Frankie doesn't let anybody let win. It, all right, well, Frankie he can won't get even it too. Let kids win. guess what? Frankie can get it too. He can get it too. I know he's a gamer. I'm coming for him. I hope. I would love to see him play against you and kick your ass. We can. We can get it done. We can get it done. I already know my thing. I pick Yoshi and I pick the Yoshi bike. Son, any Lenny. tires, any track. Lenny's my guy. Listen, whatever it is, I does what I does, okay? Meet me on Excite Bike. Oh, my God. See, I can't even... I don't even want to talk to you about it because you're annoying. Imagine playing. Play me in Mario Party because I fucking suck at that shit. I have the worst luck. You're Brittany a gamer. always fucking wins. You're a gamer. You Listen. should be able to beat Brittany. She's not a gamer. You're better Listen. than everyone because you're a gamer, right? Yeah, So it shouldn't matter you the game. You see my glasses? I'm wearing gamer glasses right now. I apologize to our listeners. If you well, made it you guys this far for listening. in the show. Thank you guys for listening to uh, this episode of Mighty Cien, a.k.a. Who Got Next. Uh, you guys can follow the show at Who Got Next Pod on Twitter. I went blank for a second. Yep. Um, you can follow MJ at MJ underscore Santee with four eyes, And you Two can follow eyes. me at The Fillin. Thanks. Okay, thanks. Kay. See you later, alligators. But don't get these hands in Mario Kart. You don't want none. Bye. And remember, Shut remember up. everybody, remember, never trust the Mandy. Thanks for listening, and who got next? <laughs>